Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Chris with Three Peas in a Poly Podcast here with my ever so trusty co-hosts, Evan and Avery. How are you guys doing? Hey there. Hi. Hey, and uh, thank you guys for joining us today. We are excited to talk about parenting and the joys of parenting as a polyamorous family in our nesting partnership. It let me be the first to say it's amazing, right? Because being in a in 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 our relationship dynamic, it it's just been a, just so much easier when you when you guys agree. Yeah, when you can divide the work up by three instead of by two or even by one. Yeah, single parents. You know, mad props because like I don't even know how just like couples do it. Honestly, like just two people. Let alone the single parent, right? Oh my god! Like honestly, I will sing your praises, you single parents out there, because you are doing it and you're doing very well. Because it, a it, huge round of applause. Yes, yes, awesome. Because just the three of us, we still like. Oh my god, this is nuts. Yeah, but dividing the work up by three makes it a lot easier. There's always somebody there to support you. You know, if you're having a rough time, you know, it's a lot easier to tap out mm-hmm. of stressful situations. Yeah. You know? When they say it takes a village, it, it really does take a village to raise kids. And we've been really fortunate to be in a relationship structure like this. It does. Yeah. And even, you know, with the people that are in our lives and, and how we interact with, you know, our partners and our friends and everything all kind of... <laughs> It, it just adds to that it takes a village and, and we'll get into that more into the episode, but let's, I would say first, I'm sure you guys have heard rumblings in our past episodes and maybe have been able to piece together, you know, our dynamic and stuff. But today we're going to formally introduce our kids and in, in our household. So, so Evie is our oldest. Um, she's six years old. She just graduated kindergarten last week. So we are approaching first grade and um, she is just the most extroverted, friendly, affectionate kid I've ever met in my life. She's like the funniest person I know. She wants to be everybody's friend and she just has like the best ideas of how to have fun. And she's just a really fun kid to hang out with. She tells terrible knock-knock jokes. Oh my gosh, the she worst. Gets, she gets that from me. The worst jokes. But it's hilarious every time. She gets the bad joke she's, telling from dad. She's a Capricorn and acts like it. Absolutely. Oh, and little Miss Ezra over there cannot wait to be introduced. We, our youngest, her name is Ezra B. Charlotte. She was born January 25th after 55 hours of labor in an emergency C-section. So. Which I am still recovering from. Safe to say, no more. And not from me. No. (laughs) No, this is, this is the final product. We are done. As as you said, the magnum opus, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Our, our family is complete. Um. Chris is getting snipped. I yep. have an IUD. Snip, snip. It's never happening again. Yep. The snip is coming. No pun intended. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, we have two wonderful children. Um, and along with, you know, the exponential growth of our house over the last year, we've literally become like the Brady Bunch. I mean. <laughs> yeah, because we also are living with Lexi in our house now, too. So. Yeah. And then, you know, in the pets, it's... You can call us a peanut gallery. Yeah, we are a household of four adults, uh, two children, and two pets. So we have a shitty cat and a shitty dog. <laughs> we love our pets, but they can be buttheads. 
They're both rude. And, and entitled. Entitled, yes. <laughs> Loud. They both, like, smell sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's terrible. So. I, I'm just... It, it, it's just one of those things that you're just like... Sometimes you're like, man, what life do we lead? And then we're like, we chose this. <laughs> we're happy with what we got. <laughs> so, since this is the parenting episode, the first thing we kind of wanted to talk about was probably the most frequently asked question of yeah. being poly. Yeah, the question that I get uh, all the time uh, about parenting is how do you explain this to your kids? Yeah. And the, the short answer is is that we don't. Having three parents is Evie's everyday life. She, li- she lives this. This is her normal. This is normal. When she started preschool and she found out that most kids have two parents, she was like, wow, that's really weird. Why do they only have two parents? <laughs> She's like, that must suck. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you got to think that families are made up of all different shapes and sizes, right? And think about even in monogamous situations when two uh, um, biological parents split, you have step parents. Absolutely. You know, there's more than two parents in the picture at that point. I grew up with a with a stepmom my entire life, and she's still in my life now. Yeah, and you know, and my parents split when I was nine years old and I had a stepdad and then they split. So there's, there's been several parental figures in my life. There's been several in yours as well, Evan. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's no different. So we don't treat it any differently with, with our kids. Evie can go to school and say, you know, I have two dads and yeah, that's exactly what she tells everybody. And I, I guess another thing that we can mention is what we even call each other. Right. Because mm-hmm. that can get a little confusing for some people. What does Evie and what is Ezra going to call us as they go on? So I go by dad. Mm-hmm. And I go by daddy. And I go by mommy. Although Evie has started calling me mom. Oh, you know. is that rough? Is it is it tough losing the, the mommy? Yeah, that's a little sad. Mm, yeah, it's because they're growing up so fast. Can you believe that Evie is six and a half right now? I, I can't mean, believe it. That's really weird. And Ezra is going to be four months. I know. I mean, time just flies. That's the other thing about parenting. I'm sure everyone can relate with is how fast time goes. I mean, I can't believe it. Evie's already out of kindergarten. I just, I'm sorry. I'm just, it just blows my mind. So, um, so that's basically how we explain our triad situation. That's how we approach that. But we, you know, the way that we talk about our other partners, um, you know, is a little, is a little bit different, you know, because our triad is, um, our core family unit. So we are, we are the parents to Evie and Ezra, but we have, we have other romantic partners, you know, that are in our lives. So when we have new romantic partners, um, and we are still kind of like seeing where the relationship is going, we introduce those partners as friends. Mm-hmm. At first, you know, as you normally would someone new that's in life. Mm -hmm. We, after a certain amount of time, we'll see how they interact with the kids and give them a chance to to build a relationship with them that they wanted to build. That's for them to figure out. I don't 
interfere with that. Right. And, and, and it goes to say that, you know, they also have to give consent of what they want to do, too, when it comes to being involved in our children's lives as well. So exactly. it's, it's definitely a two-way street. But generally, we don't date people who are uninterested in being involved that's the, with our kids. That, that, that's, that's been a general rule. That's is, part of our kitchen table dynamic is not just um, being able to interact with our other partners, but also just being able to interact with our family as a whole. Because our family is the most important structure in our lives. And so I just wouldn't be able to date somebody who didn't want to interact with my family. Right. Because why would you want someone in your life that doesn't want to be a part of that's something a, that's so special and important to you? That's an entire piece of myself that I wouldn't be able to share with that person. And I think we're all dating people right now who've been perfect to have in our lives, who all want to be involved in in the kids' lives in, in, in some capacity, you know? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And most of our other partners have kids of their own. Right. Or have kids on the way. Yep. Yeah. So it, it's it's definitely a very important part of who we are, and and you know and it goes back to back to oh bless you Ezra Ezra is part of the uh, uh, hosting so Ezra is a co-host as well today. Sorry. No, nothing. Yeah, Mike shy, <laughs> but it, I think it goes without or it, it goes to say as well that you know um, we are uh, we don't practice you know, parallel poly, we, we are very, very much so kitchen table, but I think it goes without saying too, we always prioritize our kids over anything else. They're the most important thing in our lives. Yep. Yep. So any decision that we make, the kids come first. Mm -hmm. So that is very important. And that's a boundary that I set with all of my partners too. Very much the same. Me too. Very much the same. So when we think about having multiple partners, you would think that with the time that we have, that we have, you know, so much more time. But I think that managing our time when it comes to having many partners is still very important, right? And it's very important to manage the time when it comes to seeing our other partners as well as who's taking care of the kids, who's making dinner, who's going to take so-and-so to the doctor, who's taking the kids to school in the morning. Those are very important things to talk about. So when it comes to it, time management is very important. And I think that the system that we had just started utilizing, what, no more than five weeks ago has been one of the, I think, the best things that we've ever done. But the system that we utilize is, you know, something that's always been there. And it's always a joke about polyamorous people, but everyone's Google calendars, <laughs> right? And we had joked about it in our last episode um, in the catch up that Evans is just constantly full or consistently full all the time. Your color, we need to pick a different color for you because it's just, <laughs> I think the color you have on there is a little, just taking over the entire thing and it's getting uh, a little too bland. <laughs> like, what did I give you, flamingo? Yeah, I'm flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so time management, how do we deal with time? Well, the, the important thing I think to note here is our original system, we outgrew our original system. We, we did. Yeah, we you did. You know, we, we had a lot of changes. We had a new baby. We had new partners. We uh, had the addition of Lexi into our lives. And so our schedules started to become more than we could really handle uh, with our previous system. So that's one thing that's really important to do in poly is you have to evolve. You know, you have to, you have to adapt with changing needs mm -hmm. of, of your, of your family and of your partners. Yeah. So 
So I guess we should explain our previous system, which is that we, we kind of just took turns. We kind of we took turns. This was specifically with Evie for bath time and bedtime. We took turns with bedtime. Yeah, we were on a rotation. Yeah. And the problem with that was, is that the rotation wasn't consistent. We didn't, we couldn't plan around it. Exactly. So there would be times where somebody would do childcare two nights in a row and there was no recourse for that. There was, they didn't get a a night off later on. And so with some of us having long distance partners and traveling and different things like that, it started to become a problem where there wasn't really uh, an equal distribution of labor. Exactly. And two, we introduced uh, a newborn into the mix with this. And before we implemented the new system, we were kind of like flying by the seat of our pants when we were distributing. Yeah. Like who's going to do Evie? Child care. Who's going to take care of Ezra? Who's going to stay up with Ezra and feed it, you know, midnight? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so many different pieces and parts to this that we were literally, I think you said it best, flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. We never knew whose turn it was to feed the baby. We It was like any meeny, miny, mo type situation. So I think it was at one of the family meeting nights that we were like, we put our foot down. We're like, we got to. We got to do something different. Right. And so I thought about it for a really long time because Avery was the one that brought it to my attention first that they felt like we needed a different system. And so I thought about it a lot and uh, we decided to structure our weeks so that Sundays are our family days and we are always together as a family on Sundays. So we split childcare duties on Sundays. But for the rest of the week, that that is six days for us to coordinate childcare. And luckily there's three of us. So that divides very evenly. <laughs> so we each get two childcare nights each. So our previous system was is that we had one night a week for ourselves to do with whatever we wanted. And when some of us started to have more than one partner outside of the family, that started to become a problem uh, because, you know, certain people were taking more time away from the house than others. With this new system, we are just accountable for the childcare that we're responsible for and not necessarily for being present in the household every day. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the nights, so besides Sunday and our two childcare days, that leaves us four nights a week to decide what to do with our time. So with, with that time, we can see other partners, we can see friends, we can take time for ourselves. Uh, I will probably be working on schoolwork some of those nights. But I think the most important thing is it keeps everything fair. Yeah. At, well, fair, uh, equitable is probably. That's, yeah, you're right. Equitable is, probably, is a better word. Yeah, because there was not really any, or with our previous system, there was not really any recourse. Because like, at the time, I wasn't dating anybody. Right. So I kind of spent a lot of time at home, not really getting to utilize my, my one night a week. Mm-hmm. And you both probably spent a lot more time out of the house than I did. But now with this system and, and dating somebody, it's, it's a lot more equitable. Ex- exactly the way you said it is that we're responsible for the nights that we've been assigned. 
and we organize our social lives around that. And we do end up a lot of times, you know, spending time together as a family at home a lot of those nights anyway. Right, exactly. Some some days it's not my childcare night, but I've got I've got no plans. So I'll stay home with Avery and, you know, help out with childcare for the night or just hang out. Yeah, we'll we'll tag team the the childcare and, you know, once Evie's down, Ezra kind of sleeps in in the pack and play until it's her nighttime feed time. And and that gives us time to hang out, talk, watch a movie, play a game together. Like so it's, in, in essence, it's actually given us all more time with each other too. Yeah. If you think about it, because even on those days that we, they are our days that to do self care, we still usually hang out with each other. Well, just the thing that I said early in this, in this episode is that being a polyamorous parent, you have to parent with intention, yes. you know, and that's exactly what we've done implementing this new system is we have taken our time management and we've become intentional about how we're using our time. That's very important because it also shows the kids that we're there and we're present. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, I don't know about you guys, but I think the new system's great. Obviously, there's going to be tweaks and changes to it as we go along because nothing's 100% that you put in. Everything can be improved upon. And and as those changes need to come, that we, you know, we implement them as we need to during our family meetings. And that's the whole point of having those weekly family meetings is to come together and to you know assess how the week went. And when we see these things and visualize these things and live through these things, it's the perfect opportunity to sit down and talk with each other about it and make those changes. Yeah, that's my number one recommendation to poly people who are who are living in sort of a communal poly like communal nesting situation is what we do is we sit down every Sunday evening and we first of all take a look logistically at the week we assign childcare nights on Sunday evenings mm-hmm. um we review any social plans that are on the calendar for the week we plan our meals we plan our meals for the week at, and meal time Meals and childcare each have their own individual colors. Lexi has her own color for her uh, appointments and stuff like that. And then the three of us have our own color for social stuff. So Evan and I have a standing date night every Wednesday. Um, and then we sort of have floating childcare nights the rest of the week. So Evan does date night with me on Tuesday and date night with me on Wednesday. And then Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday are sort of floating childcare personal time nights, essentially. So for those of you out there listening that hate scheduling, this probably sounds like a nightmare to you. But to us, this is literally sanity. God said it's been an absolute dream because that's the thing is that you sit there. What we used to do is we would start to make plans with somebody and we'd be like, Oh, I have to, I have to check in with Evan and Chris, you know? So I text them and be like, Hey, do we have anything planned on blah, blah, blah night? And, and instead of like doing that and then sitting there and waiting for them to respond, because we were using a physical calendar that we wrote stuff down on, which we never remembered to write shit down. Uh, the freaking chalk markers never worked. Uh, you had to, and we did it month by month. Now, if I want to plan something throughout the week, if it's past Sunday, my childcare nights are already assigned. I have that standing date on Wednesday. So I already know what nights of the week I'm going to have availability and I can pick up my phone 
hit the Google calendars app and look and see what time is available throughout the week for, for myself. Yeah. I, I think it's going to go without saying that manual calendar that we have hanging up is going to be changed. <laughs> We've already changed it, but I'm going to put a digital one up and we're going to have a cool little board. I'll, sh- I'll put a picture of it when it's done, but it's going to have uh, basically our family calendar on there. And the other cool thing about the Google calendar that we do is, you know, is if our other partners are cool with it, we could share the calendar with them. So they know what our schedules look like. Yep. Uh, Nate is a big fan of Google calendars and he shares all of his calendars with me. So I know exactly when I am able to get a hold of him and when he's available and I share my calendar with him. So he knows exactly when I'm available to talk. And then that way, you know, if you are texting someone, you're like, oh my gosh, where are they? They're not responding. What are they doing? Well, you just pull up their Google calendar and you'll see, oh, Evan's at a dentist appointment today. No wonder he hasn't responded. Right. And the great thing is, is, is as you know, partners share their calendars with you. The awesome thing about Google calendars, you can uncheck or check the box if you want to see it or not. So if you have your own calendar on there, you just can check it. Now, granted, this is not a paid. We are not sponsored <laughs> I was about to say, by Google. Google should sponsor they us. Should sp- they should sponsor us because it's amazing. But uh, this is unpaid. We we are not being sponsored by Google. We're just saying how easy and how amazing and how it's basically organized our lives in polyamory and family. That's a fantastic opportunity, Google. So if there's someone out there listening, <laughs> we're looking for sponsors. E- email us at three peas in a poly. <laughs> Info at three peas in a poly.com and I will return your message ASAP. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, Google calendars have been a freaking godsend to us. Um, and if any of you guys are listening out there and, and honestly want more information on it, reach out to us in our social media and, or email, and we'll be glad to help you guys. We will send you a screenshot of just an example (laughs) week of our calendar. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So I don't want to jump around too much, but we had originally talked about the boundary setting, uh, with our partners and with our families. The other thing that we didn't get to talk about real quick, and I know we're getting close to the end of the show here. How do we handle PDA with our partners? We didn't Um, get a chance to talk about that. So early in the episode, I explained that when we have new partners, we introduce them to the kids as friends for the time being until we know that that partner is going to be a longstanding partner and they're going to be a fixture in our lives for a while. So what's what's really funny is um, I just had a conversation with Evie not that long ago and and I was talking with Nate and Evie goes, wow, Nate is really your best friend, isn't he? (laughs) And I was like, sweetheart, actually, Nate is my boyfriend. You know, we we love each other. And she was like, your boyfriend? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I had no (laughs) idea. Um, But, uh, you know, I mean, like that kind of just illustrates that like kids – they don't really pay attention to that kind of stuff that much. It's not that big of a deal. It's not a big. It's not. We a almost big make deal bigger them. deals than the kids even lean yeah. on. Yeah, they're just like, oh, they're your boyfriend. Oh, cool. Right. And All then, right, I'm gonna go play with my friends now. Exactly. And then the conversation was over, and then she's like, cool. Thanks for letting me know. She literally does not give a single shit. She walks in. She's like, new person. 
I'm zeroing in on you and I'm going to talk about Zelda. Or Pokemon. Or Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, like for, you know, in the beginning, our relationships, you know, we try to keep, um, you know, our our general rule for PDA in front of kids and in front of other partners is, you know, whatever you would do in front of your mom that is that is respectful. uh, That's what we would do in front of our kids. So cuddling or hand holding you know, things like that are, are totally fine. You know, small kisses and things like that are fine. Anything that you wouldn't do in front of your mom, you want to keep that private. You know, you don't want to do that in front of your other partners or your kids. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a good rule of thumb. And it, it just keeps everything cool, you know, and then you don't have to make an awkward situation or make anything worse. Right. And so we don't keep our relationships completely secret. No. You know, I don't keep three feet between me and my other partners at all times when my kids are around. Because I also don't want to hide my partners either. Right. They know that we're affectionate with uh, with other people. It, it would be completely unsustainable if we tried to do that. Yeah. I and think. and I think it would also be unsustainable in our relationships. Exactly. I wouldn't want to pretend like uh, somebody's not my partner for a period of time just because my kid's in the room. You know, I want yeah. to be able to share my partner with all the people around me, my friends, my family, even and even my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because our our families are involved, too. You know, oh, they uh, are. Yeah, I, I've spent time with your mom and your and your grandma, Chris, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Your family. Well, uh, didn't you just say a joke earlier about like your mom saying something about I don't know if I've met them yet. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> hi, hi, mom. Are you listening? Yeah, my mom's very involved with with us, with our family, and then with everybody's partners. I think she's added um, everybody on Facebook. She's added my partners on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. She's has she added Sean. I know she's Facebook friends with Lisa. Hi, Lisa. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, my mom's very involved with the polycule. She loves everybody. Yeah, I think you're exactly right is that that would be unsustainable within a relationship to never feel like you could even touch somebody in front of the kids. I I would hate that. Yeah. And plus, the kinds of of examples we're trying to set for our kids is, uh, you know, relationships are what you make them. There's, There's really no rules. You get to create your own rules. You get to decide what relationships are to you. So if you cuddle with your friends, like that's perfectly fine as long as all of the people consent. Exactly. Then you you do and you treat your relationships the way that you want to treat them. Everything centers around consent. Mm-hmm. If you aren't having that conversation with your kids yet, you should. Yes. Yes, consent is a big conversation we've had with Evie many times already. Just about about even things as simple as hugs. Ask somebody before you give them a hug if they're okay with you giving them a hug or tickling them or telling them a story and it literally know, anything like literally anything like ask ask permission first and it's absolutely okay to say no yes well awesome well that honestly takes us up to the end of the show i know we can go on probably for another 30 minutes just about consent and how we teach our kids that and all that stuff but we are out of time but what i will say is uh thank you everyone for listening if you have any questions or have any follow-ups you'd like us to do reach out to us on our social media sites we're on facebook we're on twitter instagram also you can shoot an email to info at three peas and a poly.com if any of you guys are our 
you know, personal friends on Facebook and stuff like that, and you have questions, I think all of us are open books about, yeah. any, about any and all yeah, of Yeah, send us a private message. Yeah. Let us know what kind of shows you want to hear in the future, because we're always looking for more topics to cover. We are looking for new topics to cover. I don't have one to share with you just yet, but we are working on that, and it'll be a surprise. So with that said, if you're listening and you're a new listener and you have not subscribed, please check us out at listen.3psinapoly.com. We are on all podcast platforms, including Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, and Apple Podcasts. The list goes on and on. Again, thank you all for listening. Evan, Avery, thank you for being here and being my awesome co-hosts. It's fun to be here whenever we do this. It is fun to be here when we do this. Yeah, thanks for letting us talk. Oh, of course. And we are not done yet. So again, thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Three Peas in a Poly. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 